Good evening. So, pleasure to welcome everyone to B'nai Yishurin. I want to thank uh, Torah Web and Judah Diamond for putting this uh, together, as there, well as there are many other shiurim that they put together throughout the year. Rishus, Rosh Hashiva, Rav Shefter, and uh, Mori Virabi, Rav Meir Tversky. You know, I had the privilege of learning in Rav Tversky's shir for six years. So it's uh, simultaneously exhilarating to welcome Rebbe to Shul, and at the same time uh, daunting and humbling to attempt to introduce him. But on the uh, Thursday of Parshas Kisavo in 2000, we were learning Bob Metziah in Yeshiva, and before Shir, Rebbe shared with us a beautiful mahalach and understanding the punishments of the Tochacha and their severity. No one came here this evening to listen to me, so I won't share with you the entire approach. However, it was summarized in the end with a line that I think reflects Rav Tursky's Ashkafa, the Ashkafa of the Torah, what Torah Web is about, why we are here, and it's something that I try to relate to my own Talmidim as frequently as possible. In expounding on the unique relationship, the covenantal bond between the Jewish people and HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His Torah, Rebbe concluded and said that our job is to try and have the Torah leave its imprint on us, not for us to leave our imprint on it. And that perspective is so true and really sums up so much of what Rav Tversky often tries to expound and explicate in his shiurim, and it's a tremendous kavod for me personally to present to you Mori Virabi of Mayor Tversky Shlita. Thank you very much. Everyone encounters in some form or fashion adversity in life. Some perhaps on a, on a daily basis, others maybe not a daily basis but at regular intervals, and maybe for others it's, it's more irregular. No, no one successfully navigates their way, their journey in an Olam Haza without encountering adversity, without at times having to engage in, in struggles. And the situation of adversity, the, the occasion or context of, of struggle is often one which is unavoidable one which a person can't really extricate himself from and therefore needs to encounter that adversity, needs to engage in that struggle. Maybe it's a friction in a relationship between with, 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 with a parent, with, 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 with a child, with, with a sibling, Maybe it's a neighbor, a community member, maybe financial difficulties, maybe professional challenges, unemployment, on all the above. And that we view, we view adversity and, and struggles and challenges very negatively. 
And in keeping with that negativity, we become frustrated, angry, we're, we're provoked. And to a degree, that attitude of, of negativity is correct, to a degree. A person is not supposed to invite and, and uh, difficulty in, in, in life even when a person is given the, the, the Gemara tells us in, in, in Brachas as you know about various Amorim Rabbi Hanina poses the question to Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan poses the question to Rabbi Loza whether Chavivim Olecha Yisurim do you welcome the, the, the suffering and the trials and, and the tribulations and the answer is Lohein V'Loscharan I, I don't welcome them I don't uh, nor am I looking for whatever reward will, will ensue so we neither invite adversity and and and, and suffering and challenges, nor do we, on our own, look to perpetuate them. And yet, the, the complete negativity w- would seem to be exaggerated and therefore wrong. Where that reaction of ours comes from is socially conditioned or at least socially driven and, and is a result of, of social influence the society we live in prizes ease and comfort such, within such a mindset so any adversity any struggle is a disruption a disruption, an annoyance a provocation and therefore totally, totally unwelcome and that's why we become frustrated, we're angry. And our response to adversity, to challenge, is we're looking to just endure. We're looking to just uh, tolerate what basically we view as intolerable. The Ashkafas HaTorah is that a person was created to work, to strive. Lufum Tzara Agra, Hayom Kotzer, Hamalacha Meruba, and when the Paulim Aratzeilim, the Balabayas, is Dolchek. There's a Yerushalmi and Orla that. Uh, that the Svarim quote, the Yerushalmi talks about how if a person is just a recipient, so the way the Yerushalmi is, is paraphrased, so then what he's receiving is, is Nahama de Kisufa, is, is bread of shame. If, if a person doesn't work to earn it, the, 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 the bread in, in this case is, is figurative, representing uh, the way it's applied representing spiritual reward. A person is, is supposed to work. The dynamic for spiritual attainment and spiritual achievement is hard work, is amalaviyagiya. Within such a mindset, so when we encounter adversity, 
So again, it's not a disruption or an annoyance. It's an opportunity for growth. When, when you think about it, a, a person can't control anything around him. A person can't control what circumstances he's subjected to. A person can't control what, what conditions are sometimes imposed, superimposed upon him. But what a person has total control over are his reactions to those circumstances, to those conditions. And, and those reactions, those opportunities to react, are opportunities for growth. And, and when we're just feeling frustrated and annoyed and, and provoked, whether it's by the difficult uh, familial relationship, whether it's about a difficult time in, in, in finances, so we're missing out on what the Revolution has given us as, a, as an opportunity for, for growth. On the one hand, the Gemara tells us that that a person is not supposed to invite Nisayim, is not supposed to invite difficulty, adversity, etc. And Me'idah Gisa, as, as, as we all know, Ramchal tells us that all of life is, is, is Nisayamus. So clearly, clearly, the, the cost of Hashlishi is that a person isn't supposed to gratuitously add to the Nisyonos, to add to the challenges and adversity of life. But basic challenges and, 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 and a degree of adversity is part of the, the fabric of, of life, and it's there as, as opportunities for growth. So maybe just to, to illustrate some of the reactions which w- would allow us to take advantage, to capitalize on those opportunities for growth Let's say a person finds himself, through no fault of his own, in some kind of contentious situation. Someone is, is, is provoking an argument, again, and, and sort of the, the, the option of uh, just opting out of, of that relationship or that situation isn't, uh, isn't really uh, available. So Chazal tells us that Eina Olam Miskayim that the world exists for the sake of the person who's able to, who has the self-discipline not to answer, not to be provoked, to, to be, as she says, bolem piv means sogeris piv, to, to, to keep quiet at, at, at a time of, uh, of, of argument at a time of, of provocation. The Gemara goes on to say, What should a person's trade be in, in this world? A person has to know how to act as, as a mute. has to know how, how to keep silent. If a person is in a situation where really on a certain level he's entitled to respond, on a certain level he's entitled to figuratively hit back, and instead the person, when appropriate, is mevata, and a person doesn't say anything, and a person... And a person walks away from it. So, kol hamavel midosov is ma'avir na kol It's a schus that he should be forgiven 
for all, all his sins. Again, illustrating how adversity, difficulty, difficult situations, when seen in the context of, 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 of a worldview that doesn't prize and, and cherish comfort and ease, but a worldview that, that, that recognizes hard work as the way for attainment and achievement, so within that worldview, so all these situations are opportunities for, for growth. The Ramban famously explains, based on the Medrash, that the idea of Nisayan, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu testing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what the results of the test are going to be. So what's the idea of Nisayan? So the Medrash has two approaches, one adopted by the Rambam, one adopted by the Ramban. The one adopted by the Ramban is it gives a, a moshal to... That, that you have to beat flax, or I don't know, maybe in uh, sort of our uh, our realm of experience, sometimes you want to. If a rug is very dusty, so you have to beat it out to get the to get the rug looking uh, looking good again. And that nisayan is when a person is subjected to uh, to a to a test, to a trial, to adversity. So then that elicits a response from him that otherwise perhaps wouldn't have been forthcoming and, and he achieves a madrega which otherwise he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have pushed himself to to to, to achieve when when if one encounters financial difficulties or another example one has to deal with, with, with unemployment again which is so so, so challenging on, on many, many levels, it challenges a person, if seen as an opportunity for growth, it challenges a person to work on his mitas habitachon. Levarech al hatova comes easily and naturally. Levarech, when, when things are, uh, are less than what we perceive as, as tov, Challenges us to work on, on our midas habitochen. Let's focus perhaps a little bit on, on the role of, of hard work. Now, not so much in, in the context of sort of life situations and life challenges, but more internally within, within Torah mitzvahs. Talmud Torah is, is something which is very difficult and very challenging. And Kimaduma, that is a very common mistake that we make. I think sometimes when we, we open a Gemara and we think to ourselves, oh, if only I had the, uh, the, the, the abilities, if only I had the kochos of, uh, of, of, of Big Talmidah Chachamim, who was so, so capable, and, and, and we think of the, the, the greatest of them. Oh, so imagine if I had a head like the Vilna Gon, if I had a head like the Chaim, if I had a head like the Rav, so I, I wouldn't be struggling with this. So that's true, but what's not true, and what's more significant, is that on their level, they struggled with other questions. That with their prodigious powers, it's not that there were no difficulties. It's not that every blood Gemara was totally, totally smooth and and uh, and and easy sailing, and and they could coast. 
No, it's true that they didn't struggle with what we struggled, but they struggled on, on their level. I don't know if it's true, but the, the story is told that, that Rukhayim used to become so feverish from the mental exertion in, in learning that, that he would go and he'd lean his head against the cold stone pillar to, to, to cool himself off. Whether, it's, whether the actual story is true, I don't know, but what it reflects is, uh, is, is certainly true. So everyone, everyone has difficulty in, 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 in learning. That, that's how the, the, the Kinyan Torah is made through the mental exertion. The hard work can mean physical exertion. Hard work can mean mental exertion. Through the mental exertion of, of pushing oneself to try to understand to the best of one's ability to stretch one's mind, to try to understand a new idea. If, and, and maybe it's beyond me. So then the, the way the the form the exertion takes is to seek out someone who can, uh, who can, and, and, and will will explain it to me. I, I, I recently stumbled across a couple of sources in in talking about how we're supposed to go about the chazar review of our learning. And again, the discipline and exertion that are expected there. So Rabbi Yonah in, in Pirkei Avos, commenting on the mission of Kol HaShocheyach, Dova Echad Mi Mishnaso. So Rabbi Yonah writes as follows. Ki ha-shechecha metsuya b'vnei Adam. That's why I copied this down. Ki ha-shechecha metsuya b'vnei Adam. Because shechecha uh, is something, uh, forgetfulness is something which is very uh, common. And therefore, a person should be aware of that weakness that, that, that we have, of that susceptibility that we have. And he should have reviewed his learning. The Rabbin Yon is speaking specifically about uh, if a person forgets halachas, halachas l'maysen, and, and because of that, then uh, acts uh, inappropriately. Now, now listen to this next line He should have walked around just day and night thinking and reinforcing and drilling into himself this halacha that he just learned until it would become so deeply rooted and so firmly planted in his mind, in his memory, that, that, that he wouldn't be able to that he wouldn't be able to forget it. The, the, the other source that I that I stumbled across, the the, the Gon writes in his commentary on Mishlei, on the Pasuk in, in Kapitel Yotas, that Atzla Tapil Tadema, Venefesh Rumiya Sirov. There's a question in Mephoshim on the first phrase, Atzla Tapil Tardema, which is the subject, which is the object. So the, the way the, the, the Gon uh, uh, understands it is that often um, in Lashon HaKodesh, unlike in, in English, which is, which is why sometimes we have difficulty in, in our learning, so the, the subject doesn't come until later in the, in, in the sentence. So, Atzla Tapil Tadema means that Tadema, 
sleep causes laziness. So after explaining that the moshal, which is in terms of a person seeking his livelihood, so the Gon explains what the nimshal is in terms of in, in, in the spiritual realm. And he says, Sleeping more than is necessary. Whatever one needs, sleeping beyond that. And then commenting on the second half of the postage, Venefesh Remia. So Nefesh Remia means a deceitful soul, right? A soul that's being deceitful. This is, I don't know, I found it to be a staggering uh, line in the go. Venefesh Remia, Misha Lomade Harbe, person who learns a lot, but doesn't constantly review. And yet he expects to retain a lot. So that person's being described as a nefesh remiyah. It's like he's trying to pull off a bank heist. He can't, it, it doesn't happen. It's, 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 it's deceitful. It's an amazing thing. The God says it's deceitful. How can a person possibly expect to, to retain a lot if he's Eino Choset Omid, he says, Yerav, so such a person is going to go hungry, which means, And in the area of Tikkun Amidos, character refinement, character development. Again, the, the Gon writes in, in his parish on Mishlei, it's, it's cited in the collection, uh, a small collection of some, most of it, if not all of it, is, is drawn from different places in the Gon and Mishlei, uh, Eva and Shlema. So, the Gon is, is quoted as saying that all of life is for Tikkun Amidos. The, the Gon explains that the, the Gemara Brachos comments on the Pasuk of Azos Yispalo Eilecho Kol Chosid that every Chosid, every devout person should daven for this. There's one thing that, 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 that a devout person should, 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 should be davening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that this is something that, that he fervently desires, that's something he wants, it's something he needs. So the Gemara says very cryptically that one of the pshatim is that there should be, he should live near a base hakise. So what, 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 what does that mean? So the Gaon explains that it's a metaphor, and he says that the same way when a person goes to the base hakise, so then the, the body dispels the waste, which is toxic. If the waste remains inside a person's body, so then it's toxic to the body. And then the body needs to, uh, needs to get rid of that waste, which is toxic. And he says that that's a metaphor for Tikkun Amidas. And, and, that, and that's what when Chazal are talking about, that that a chosid should be davening for this, should be davening for the Vesakisa. It's, it's a metaphor, again, that, that the person should be able to expunge from, from himself that which is, which is toxic, that, that which 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 he needs to, to, to be free of. 
So Salanta, as you all know, commented that that it's easier easier in, in relative terms, he says, to learn through Shas than it is to correct one midah fully. The Ikra Avoda, as a tradition, it's recorded in different places. One of them is in the, the Tzatul Kotan. The, the Ikra Avoda is the first 40 days. That when a person is, is trying to correct, change, refine, reform a particular midah, so the the, the Ikra Avoda is the first 40 days. 40 is a, is, is a period of, of Yitzira. It's a period of, of Yitzira for uh, Yitzira Savlad. The first 40 days are, 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 are crucial. That's why we have 40 days from Rosh Chodesh Elo through Yom Kippurim for a person to, to recreate himself in, uh, in anticipation of, of, of Yom Kippurim. That's the, the critical period in the, the effort of Tikkun Amidus. If a person can, can really hone in and, and, and work and target the Amidus for 40 days, so then he, he, he makes a breakthrough. The, the last area I wanted to touch upon in terms of the role of, of hard work in Avodah Hashem is when it comes to tshuva. And maybe to before trying to comment a little bit on it, just to read a couple of passages. Rabbeinu Yonah in, in the first Sha'ar of Sha'ar Tshuva lists the Ikari HaTshuva. I think he has 20 or so Ikari HaTshuva, 20 uh, <laughs> fundamental elements of, of Tshuva. For Ika Harishon, the first of those 20, Hacharata. person should have a sense of, of regret, of, of remorse. Yavin Levavo, a person's mind, his heart, should discern Kiravamar. It's bad and bitter. Ozva Hashem. That he forsook HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That he has abandoned HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And a person should take to mind, a person should, should internalize that there's accountability for what we do. There's no, 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 no free passes, no automatic amnesty without tshuva. With tshuva, is, of course, there is. But, but without tshuva, there's no, 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 no amnesty. Skipping a line and a half, a person should say inwardly, should address himself, What did I do? How could it be that I was oblivious to Yeras Hashem? And that I wasn't afraid, I wasn't inhibited by punishment that's forthcoming. The, the, the passages we're reading are very heavy passages, and so with the disclaimer that, that a person should focus on them to the extent that that he or she can, can do so 
in a religiously and emotionally productive and, 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 and healthy and healthy way. Locha Malti Al Gufi, I didn't have compassion on my body, Velochosa Aini Olov Mishachasel, but Nehanos Vega Echad. For momentary pleasure, for momentary enjoyment, I wasn't concerned about subsequent destruction. Later in, in the Ika Hashlishi, so this was regret, remorse, charata. The Ika Hashlishi, the third fundamental element of tshuva that Rabbi Yonah discusses, Yishtonin Kalkil Hayogon, sorrow, anguish. Yishtonin Kil Yosef, V'yachshav, a person should, should think, should reflect, Kamo Rabba Ro'as Mishahimra Esyotso. How great the evil, the brazenness of a person who rebels against this Creator. And, and he should allow that sorrow to intensify. He should intensify that sense of sorrow that he has in his mind, in his heart. There should be a, a storm, a tempest playing itself out in his thinking. And a person should, should crack, he should sigh with a sense of, 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 of bitterness. What Rabbi Yonah is, is describing are, are very deep, profound, and draining emotions. There's physical exertion, there's mental exertion, there's also emotional exertion. The depth of, of our tshuva depends upon how much we are willing to and how much we actually exert ourselves emotionally. There probably is, I don't know whether one could do such a study, but uh, one, one would expect that there's a correlation. I think Rabbi Yona actually says this explicitly, so then there is, not probably, there is. That there is a correlation between the depth of a person's tshuva and whether or not that, that tshuva endures, how enduring that tshuva is. The more superficial or casual the, 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 the tshuva is, um, without too much, too, too much forethought or afterthought, the less power it's going to have to stick and, and to, to last and, and to endure, even though it, it is sincere. Even though it is sincere. The deeper, the more gut-wrenching, the more anguish, again, in a religiously productive, emotionally healthy way, the more anguish that's associated with the tshuva, the more the tshuva Last, the more the tshuva endures. Earlier, in the very beginning of Shari Tshuva, Ben Yoma explains that one of the one of the prices a person pays, some of the fallout for procrastinating when it comes to do tshuva, is that he says if a person would do tshuva immediately, 
So then, subsequently, when he'd find himself confronted with that same Yetzirah, that same Nisayan, so the memory of just how much anguish was involved in the tshuva process would inhibit him from chayt. Let's say, Moshe Lama Sometimes, let's say a person ate a particular food or something, and then the food was, was spoiled, and, and the person got food poisoning. So then it's a natural reaction, even though it's not, not entirely logical, but there's a natural reaction that next time the person sees that same food, so he associates that food with all the, with all the, the sickness that, that, that he had last time he consumed it, and, and, his, and his instinctive reaction is that he doesn't, he doesn't want any part of it. He doesn't want to partake of that food. But Ben Yonah says, we would have that same reaction to the possibility of a repeat chayt if, if we would do, again, a, a, a deep, profound tshuva. But deep, profound tshuva means willing to open ourselves up to, awaken ourselves to, again, emotionally draining, gut-wrenching experience. The Rambam also, when he describes the regimen of, of tshuva, midarke had tshuva. Tshuva, the Rambam tells us, isn't just a moment. It isn't just a day, but it's it's something that that that, that spills over to an extended period of time because he describes the lifestyle of, of tshuva. Midaki at tshuva lios hashav tzoek tamid lifnei Hashem b'vchiyu sachanunim Again, the same disclaimer in terms of how to, how to process what the Rambam is telling us. These are very intense prescriptions. Midaki at tshuva lios hashav tzoek tamid lifnei Hashem b'vchiyu sachanunim the, the penitent, the, the person doing tshuva, uh, that, that, that we should all uh, be, be zocher to that uh, designation, he's constantly crying out to in tears. Engaging in acts of tzdoka to the fullest extent possible, distancing himself greatly and looking to achieve the result of potentially and ideally, tshuva is something again, which is emotionally ultimately it's energizing and exhilarating but first there's a stray there's, there's, there's a, a, a stage 
where it's where it's draining. Ultimately, it's again it's energizing and exhilarating. But the stage that one goes through is very very intense. Again, potentially and and ideally. We don't want to let the societal mindset of, of ease and, and, and comfort impose itself upon our attempt to do tshuva, whether it's ben odam, l'chaverio, ayyumachomi, ayyumachomi, or whether it's our tshuva, ben odam, l'amachom. The, the famous Maimah Chazal that, that with which you're all familiar and, and uh, we'll conclude with this in context is, is talking about Havonas Dirvei Torah understanding Dirvei Torah but is really emblematic of a broader world view Chazal tells us that a person tells you that, that I exerted myself I, I toiled and, and didn't succeed, so don't believe. Lo what if he, what if the person alleges the other extreme? That uh, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't break a sweat. And motzasi, and I, and and I accomplished, and I attained. Don't believe me, the al tamin. tamin. The only credible storyline which defines a, a person's life is yagati that I exerted myself umatsasi and then with, with, with the, the, the siyata deshmaya I found, I accomplished so that then time I good to you